This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Father, we worship you. We give you praise. You are holy, awesome, mighty, glorious. We bless your name. There is none like you, none beside you. No one comes close. Master of the universe, blessed be your name. We worship you this morning, we give you praise. Blessed be your name, blessed be your name. Can we bring the spirit for about a minute or two all over this place? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. This morning, before we get into the world, I want us to pray. Just one prayer. After several plagues, Pharaoh still refused to let the people go. Then the Lord said, when he was about to have the final stroke, and he said that there is one more plague I will bring upon Egypt, and Pharaoh will let you go. He won't only let you go, he will actually push you out. And then that was when the firstborn of Egypt, all over, God had to judge. I want us to pray. July 1st is first approaching Saturday. I did not come up with the idea of us gathering on July 1st. The Lord led us together. Um, we've never had that kind of gathering before on July 1st. And the theme is Holy Ghost. Whatsoever is in my life that should go, that has refused to go, whatsoever I've been trying to reach and I've not been able to reach this one meeting finally and don't pray for yourself only pray for your family we've been having revelations about this meeting now I want us to pray and all through the week we are praying but there is something about the divine presence in this service this morning and I want us to pray one more meeting 
as I cross over to the second half of the year, no situation will cross with me. And Lord, move one more time. The kind of move that nothing escapes your judgments. Every issue, every situation, every mountain, every Pharaoh-like situation. Just three minutes and I want somebody to pray. You have prayed for change many times, but this time around, one more meeting. Lord, as you have said, let me experience a visitation on the 1st of July. Somebody pray. The glory of the Lord will envelop me and there will be an experience that I have never had. I am hearing the word once and for all. Once and for all. Once and for all. Many people have fought many things too many times. Once and for all. One time judgment. Once and for all. It is settled once and for all. Somebody pray. Once and for all. Kasayabalas. Suprakido go seteke balahasa. Lukoto seteke balahaste de bos. Zuke babasa talabaya. That's why we are praying. We will not fake it or fake it. An experience that I will live to remember. Everything that has a beginning must have an end. Every situation must have an end. Then all blessings, they have a beginning. There must be a day that you know that your life has changed from that day. And now we are praying that July 1st. What a beautiful Sunday morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's read from Mark chapter 5 this morning. Amen. How many people love Jesus here? Yeah? The Bible says in Mark 16 verse 17. Uh, when a man is about dying, he says some of the most important things. When Jesus was about leaving this earth, he said some very important things. And Jesus said, 
we are going to get into what I'm about to start today, which is an extension of what I've been saying all week long, talking about strategies of Satan. I want to look at three aspects or three occultism, witchcrafts, and idolatry. But that will happen more next month by God's grace. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, hi, they shall cast out devils. Let's stop there. God bless you. Can have your seats. These signs, Jesus did not start by saying, These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall pray in tongues, they shall heal the sick. He mentioned them later. But I have told you that. God does not take words the way we take words. Remember, one of his names is the living word himself. So there are no accidents in biblical arrangement of every statement. Are you aware that Jesus actually did more casting out of devils than any other assignment on earth when he was here physically? When he was here, demons would shout and he would dislodge them. And when he was about to leave the earth, he looked at this scenario happened after resurrection. When he came out of the grave, he said that if you want to identify the people that believe in me, not just those who go to church, one of the signs, there are many signs, he said they will lay their hands on sick, they will speak with new tongues, and there are people who are against speaking in tongues, and they are Christians. But again, that's not a direction. They will pray until they will take up serpents. And if they eat any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. But the question is, why did it start with, they shall cast out devils? Why not start with, they shall heal the sick? Why not start with, they shall, if they eat any deadly thing, shall not hurt them? Why not start with, they shall preach the gospel? But Jesus decided to start with the fact that, the first sign that you should look out for when you want to see someone who believes in me, the first sign is that they shall cast out devils and then other signs will follow. Why? It's because of one major reason. Demonic activities will multiply in last days. And most of the things that people treat trivially, when I begin to talk about idols and occultism and witchcrafts, by the grace of God, when we start next week or whenever, you will know that life is not as innocent as you think it is. All those funny ringtone. But let me not get ahead of myself today. You see, Apostle Paul warned. He said, no, John, he said, little children, keep, away, keep yourself away from idols. Then Apostle Paul wrote to the church. He said, I don't want you to keep company with demons. That means it is possible to be a believer. One of the things which I might uh, uh, start a little and then we get into next week is the fact that the terms demonic possession, demonic oppression, or what they call demonize. Not understanding these three terminologies have created issues between a lot of theologians and doctrines in the church. 
word of faith, people will tell you that a Christian cannot be possessed. It is true. Because the word possession is a strong word. It connotes ownership. When a person is possessed by a demon, it means that the demon is in control of the person's spirit, soul, and body. This is my shirt. I don't know whether you like it or not. But it does not matter. It's my shirt. Hallelujah. As long as I like it, I don't care what you think about it. I possess this shirt. I can give it out. I can throw it inside water. Nobody can question whatever I do with my shirt. This is your shirt also. Or whatever you are wearing. Hopefully. Because <laughs> we don't leave it. We don't know whether you grab your brother's shirt or your way to church. Or we, we don't know. <laughs> uh, this is your tie. Again, hopefully. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes, you understand sir. what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Okay. You know, <laughs> because you can pick what doesn't belong to you. When I was in school, my birthday, somebody gave me, that was when the message Bible just came out. My roommate was in the habit of grabbing my final year, we're just two. In Namdi Azikwe, University of Ibadan. The finalist block. So other, other blocks, four people in the room, but finalists got just two of us. And then, the finalists then, we used to live like kings. Kings, no AC, but kings. <laughs> but then, hallelujah. I remember, he would just grab something. I never locked my wardrobe, and then nobody really stole from me. I remember because all my life till now, I'm not a breakfast person. If I eat breakfast, that affects, I don't know how to. I mean, then some women in the fellowship will bring bomb vita and all those things. So my, my roommate was one enjoying them all. They will come in the morning, they will mix bomb vita and, and, and the milk. To me, I would just go for lecture first, buy 11, buy cold bottles, start eating in the morning. Up till now, it's a problem. Hallelujah. Amen. Every time I tell this in the office that I, I will say, today I want to break these jeans. I'm going to eat breakfast today. Before I remember, it's already one o'clock. It happens every single day. The best, I, I, I don't know. Maybe when it's extremely cold, I want to take tea, that's all. But I don't know how to. So I, it, so one day I was rushing to church. He just grabbed this message Bible. I went with it. Now, interestingly, so when God wants to set you up, the pastor just says, his name is Femi, Femi, read that passage, Romans 8. If you have the message, translation of Romans, can you just open, can you, remember, the version just came out then. So the number one, the message has no chapter, no verses, just chapter, no verses. So if was stood there looking for, because he didn't know the kind of Bible he grabbed. If you have Romans, if you have Romans 8, the message version, can you project? I want to show you something that you can imagine how the church will feel. Now, this Romans 8, with the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, the faithful dilemma is resolved. Do you know what he's talking about? There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ. That is it. That's that I just quoted King James. Now, this is the message. With the arrival of Jesus, the faithful deliverance of those who enter into Christ being here for us, no longer have to live under continuous low laying back black cloud. Verse 2. You will see one a new price in operation. Said the spirit of life, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air. Freeing you from all fatal life of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. Verse 3. This is where I'm going. 
God went for the jugular. When he started reading, the old church was looking at him. Now what's wrong with this guy? When he said God went for the jugular, both the pastor and the members started laughing. <laughs> the pastor said, brother, sit down. I said, Bolu, can you read Romans 8 for us? So he said, it sounds like this unto service. You know, <laughs> we used to do fellowship in the evening. They are service in the morning. So he came out to the room. He just said, Pastor, this is a bad Bible. <laughs> I said, he says, who asked you to pick it? He said, when I mentioned go away for the jugular, he said, the old church scattered. He said, after service, I couldn't look at anybody. So I was so embarrassed. They thought I came to church drunk. But I was reading the Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, let's sit there. Don't grab what doesn't belong to you. Are you with me? Mark chapter 5. That's the passage we want to start with today. Can a Christian be possessed? No. A Christian cannot totally belong to Satan. For the fact that he's a Christian means that certain aspects of his life, at least certain, are under the lordship of Jesus Christ. But can a Christian be demonized? Emphatically, yes. In other words, can demons take possession of an aspect of a Christian's life? Yes. And there are many people right now, there is demonic attack. It can come in form of an incurable disease. It can come in form of a family being capped at a level. No matter how intelligent, how hardworking they are, they cannot break through. Obviously, by the time you see three sisters and none is getting married, to say that that is all that, it doesn't make sense. And they are beautiful, they are fine. But for some reasons, then you see a family, good things of life will always elude them. From generation to generation, nobody passes as a matter of fact. Once it begins to look like there is a level that nobody can get above, then there is a cap. We will, by the grace of God, break this thing into pieces as it grants us grace. But let's just start this way. So, uh, can a Christian be demon? Yes. A de as a matter of fact, where we are going is that you can be anointed and see experience demonic oppression. So, an attack is when a spirit attacks from outside. Which the Bible says, above all, take unto yourself the shield of faith. Ephesians 6, with which you quench all the fiery that. Look at that word, fiery darts. So there are darts being thrown at you from time to time. That represents the fact that, number one, you are not in the same realm with the demonic spirit. You use darts when the object is afar off. So that's a form of attack. So there are darts. That one. There's nothing you can do about it. Just carry your shield of faith. That you are a Christian, certain darts will be thrown at you. When there is a problem, is when the spirit, the demonic spirit, crosses from firing that into coming into an aspect of your life to sit there. Demonic spirits are personalities without bodies. So they crave seriously for a body to possess because 
they manifest through a body. Spirit of loss cannot just operate without finding, it finds expression in entering a person to carry out the loss through. Lying spirit needs a tongue of a human being. So they find their satisfaction. That's why in the case of the madman of Gadara, that is what you almost call outright possession. A loss is sanity. And there were about 12,000 demons to 70,000. Depending on, uh, scholars don't agree on what legion means. But the demon actually said that we are many. He had legions in himself. One man. Mark chapter 5. Let's read. Are you following me? Are you following me? Yes, sir. Okay. Mark 5. And they came over to the other side of the city, to the country of the gatherings. <laughs> Even the name of the country sounds like places where a place where insane people. <laughs> when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs. A man with an unclean spirit. Pause here. Even though we'll get into this, but the spirit will at times make me make some statements. The fact that they are called unclean spirits, they will always gain entrance into your life if you live an unclean life. Yes, Period. Yes, yes, Do not keep water, stagnant water around you, otherwise mosquitoes will breed. If you keep dropping food particles in your house, rats will come. The Bible said the cause of the costless shall not come. Many times, Jesus has given believers authority, but you can open this door by yourself, by the kind of lifestyle that you have chosen. So they are called unclean spirits. Now, you will understand later, people have asked this question before, in case we don't get there today, why Jesus obeyed the demons in this man's case. Because in all cases, Jesus never let them talk. But in this particular case, the Bible says, let's read on, who had his dwelling among tombs? No man could bind him. No, not with chains. You will know that he possessed a supernatural strength. See, this also tells you how big human spirit can be. That one man can actually host 72,000 demons or 12,000 demons. One man this spirit of a man is a very limitless accommodation. So when you begin to hear that the Holy Spirit dwells in you, understand what God created in the spirit of a man. This is why Jesus said, if any man will love me, ah, my father will come and dwell with There is capacity for a man to host God. And when God is not there, Satan will come. There is no facility on earth as big as human spirit. Are you hearing me? Yes. I don't know of a mansion that can take 12,000 people. Woman's spirit can take more. Remember what Jesus said. Matthew 12, 43. We'll come back to this. When the unclean spirit is gone out of the man, he said the spirit was going about seeking rest, going about in dry places. And then he said that, I will return to my house. And he found the house swept and but then there was nothing in the house. 
theory of space applies everywhere. The Lord does not want vacuum. Where God does not feel in your life, Satan will feel it. There's no middle ground. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he find it empty, swept, and garnished. Next verse. It's terrible. Then he went and take care of himself. He knew that something dislodged him the first time. And he didn't want that to happen again. So he went for serious fortification. Seven other spirits more wicked than himself. <coughs> Therefore, I said to people, permit me the way I'm going this morning. It doesn't look like a... If you are delivered from anything, stand strong. Satan will seek to come back. They hate to be defeated. If I begin to take you down, begin to take you through history, areas where the greatest work of Jesus Christ has happened, right hand on earth, they are the most demonic place on earth. Yes. All the places where Jesus walked in Nazareth and walked on earth, all the places where the early church fathers operated, they have all been taken over by another religion right now. Everywhere. Satan does it deliberately to mock God. You think you made the point here, 100 years after that, it has turned to a nation that hates Christians and they kill them. Where signs and wonders have been. It is true. Anywhere they say every spiritual transaction, demons, they stay off. But they are very patient. They come back. Knowing that a generation will come that will be very weak and allow them. This is why they fight over a nation like America where the only nation that derived their laws directly from the Bible is the number one nation anti-Bible now. And anti-Biblical. It is a manifestation of a spirit. It's a deliberate thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? But that applies to individuals also. Let me show you a guy. His name is King Saul. 1 Samuel 16. Remember, Samuel also anointed Saul. 16, 16, not 6. 1 Samuel 16. And the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? Fill your own with I want the verse that says that, And the Spirit of God departed from Saul, and evil spirits came. Because there must not be any middle ground. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And as soon as the Spirit of God left, evil spirit came to start troubling him. Now, forget about King James said, evil spirit from the Lord. The Lord has no evil spirits. What happened is this. I tell you, when there's something from the Lord under the old covenant, it means that the Lord allowed it. God could have stopped that spirit from taking over Saul. But since Saul withdrew from God, God just left him. So the spirit had access. Did you get that? And possessed him. Now, this Saul was a king attending ceremonial Jewish services. But he had a demon in his life tormenting him. You know one of the reasons why I'm telling you what I'm saying this morning? Any Christian you know or that is here, that is still being tormented in any way, from dream to physical thing, 
everything comes to an end July 1st. Amen. Are you with me? There comes a mythic that is so soaking God's presence where issues of life are addressed. But then the miracle starts from now. As I'm speaking, some will start experiencing deliverance right now. It is not only when the apostle says, come out. Jesus said, you shall know the truth. Light itself sets free. Honestly, I don't know what manner of meeting Saturday will be. But my attention keeps going to Saturday anytime we pray. That's what I'm asking you. You have a family member. They are in Lagos. It's on Saturday. They don't need to join us. They can go back to their church on Sunday. But tell them on Saturday. Nobody should stay at home. They should all be here. Yes. Whether true during worship, maybe when I'm ministry, maybe when Pastor Gwen was something will certainly happen to everybody. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So as soon as so the evil spirit came and began to torment. Now Saul had Samuel. He had the law. He was always going to the tabernacle to worship. But he could not get rid of this spirit troubling him. Does that happen to a Christian? I know a lot of anointed men of God who are still under some satanic assaults. Yes. Hallelujah. I heard, I don't want to mention the name, a leading man of God, one of the leading men in a particular nation not too far from us here, coming out publicly to see on TV that even after years upon years of setting people free, he had the demon of alcohol. He just couldn't turn away from alcoholic wine. And it's why I knew about it. Until one day, said recently, the power of God came upon him and he could not grab a bottle again. The Lord leads. He does not dominate. But demons compel. Yes. There is the work of the flesh. A man can be lost for now and begin to sleep around with women. It can graduate beyond them. And the spirit can come in. When that happens, it will be helpless when it comes to opposite sex. Now, it is possible for this man to be anointed, begin to preach, and that aspect of his life is still there. We will explain all these things. Except he consciously allows God to take over every aspect of his life. This is why I've been teaching worship in second service, which is very important. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So Saul sat upon the throne, a consecrated throne of Israel, judging God's people. But there was an evil spirit standing by him, tormenting him regularly, and he couldn't do anything about it. As a king, you must recite the law. His recitation, recitation of the law did not stop this evil spirit from tormenting him. Hmm. Go back to Mark 5. Are you with me? Before we read my five, I want to end with my five. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Let's start from around verse 6, 7. Have you observed this before in Paul? 
Now, Paul did not talk about, before somebody will start talking on Facebook, he didn't give a description of what happened, so we are not going to speculate. But he did say, <laughs> lest any man should think of me above which is here to be or not. I want to where he said the messenger of Satan was given to buffet me. Either five or seven, one of the two or so. Where is that one? Verse seven. Uh, unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to torment me, lest I should be exalted. From generation to generation, Bible scholars have argued. Remember, this is Bible study for service. What really happened to Paul? Some say Paul was visually impaired. No, but scripture suggests that some said he had a very bad sight because he said to a particular church, you guys love me so much, if it was possible, you'd have plucked your eyes to give me. He said that. So they said that then that means he must have. But Paul did not say what the messenger of Satan was. But he simply stated that I recognize that there is a messenger of Satan tormenting me. And the reason is that I have seen too many revelations so that I'm not over-exalted. Then he said, I prayed to God three times that this thing should go. And the thing did not go. This idea of three times, not that Paul just said, Lord, let it go, let it go, let it go. Paul was talking about the Father. He went on a retreat three times. Probably seven days of prayer alone. Maybe after the first time, waited for a year, he went again and again. He said, I besought the Lord that he might depart from me. But next verse. And he said to me, God did not take the whole thing away. God said, Paul, don't worry about it. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made manifest in your weakness. Now, this will let you know that there is something in that messenger of Satan that has to do with a weakness in Paul's life. But the Bible didn't reveal beyond that. The Bible says, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, the sacred things belong to God. The ones that are revealed, I like staying where the Bible stays. Because I've seen theologians try to explain the thorn in the flesh. Why don't you shut up and stay with the Bible? Paul chose not to tell us what it was. He called it a messenger of Satan. Whatever it was, it wasn't something good. I get what I'm saying. Is someone who understand what I'm saying? See, where I really want to dwell, where I want to get to is that what are the things that you do that gives demonic spirit access into your life to torment you? Remember, the thief come not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Satan doesn't come in vain. He comes and he hits. And this side works. If you don't know which door you are leaving open, they will continue to explore the door. What will happen is that when you come for a powerful meeting, or you are a man of the word of God, when you declare the word and pray your closer, they leave. But then they come back. Because why? The door is still open. The closest example I can give you is that if you fumigate your room, mosquitoes will die and some will go out. But if you leave the door open, the concentration of the uh, big gun or whatever will start waning. When it goes down, they will come back. Is that true? That's why I use big gun every now and then. 
either you have left a door open or there is a water in your compound. So beyond dealing and commanding spiritually, find out also what is causing them to come. Is somebody with me? So Mark chapter 5. Let's end with Mark 5. Is someone blessed this morning? Glory to God. Mark chapter 5. You see, your life can be so beautiful that you will know that the best Satan can do is arrows from outside. And you have your shield of faith. All of us get attacked. I mean, you know, once it's outside and you begin to speak the word of God and pray, they will go. The one you don't want is for them to enter your arena. And begin to operate there. Manipulating events and circumstances against you. Now, Always night and day was in the mountains and he took crying and cutting himself with stones. This is serious. He was injuring himself and he could not help it. Next verse. But when he saw Jesus afar off, thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. He ran and worshipped him. You know, the Lord whispered something to me. The biggest testimony is not that a demon saw Jesus and bowed. Jesus is more glorified when they see you and they bow. Because greater is he that is in you. Hallelujah. Jesus is a conqueror. But he said you are more than conqueror. Hallelujah. So, trace it back to Mark 16, 17. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. So, the Lord is true. As he sits on his throne, he enjoys a movie watching you dislodging demons in this name. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mark 5, stay there. The guy saw Jesus and he ran. Mark 5, back to where? And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with the Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. In the name of Jesus Christ, as we pray this week and get into July 1st, I'm praying for everybody. Whenever you show up, demons will feel tormented. Yeah. Even if they are around other people, they can't come into your life, but when you come close to other people, they start living. Yeah. Next verse. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Next verse. And he asked him, Now, you know from here that something is wrong. Bible says, Jesus has said to the man, Come out. Papa Egil explained this, and I believe exactly what he said. Some might argue, but I believe that was how it happened. Because he said, Jesus appeared together, taking and explained to him what happened in this scenario. Jesus said, This is why I have to do a teaching on doors that people open. So Jesus took everything in the vision. He was praying one day and then the Lord appeared and said, today I want to teach you about demon and demonic spirits. And then Jesus read this place and showed again. In the vision, he was standing on top of it and he said, son, that what happened that day? When the man saw me and he bowed, exactly what the Bible said, he has said, come out. But after saying, come out, you'll see the next thing. He started asking how many of you are there. So Jesus told him that what happened was that when he said come out, the spirit did not come out. 
then Jesus knew that there was more than one demon straight away. By a gift to call the son of spirits. So Jesus said to Kenneth Hagin that all the level disciples behind him, all 12 of them, they were only hearing one voice or they were only seeing one man. But Jesus said to Kenneth that when they stood before the man, he saw all the legions. But one of them was the one doing the speaking. Now, the man was saying, thou son of man, uh, son of God, what do we have to do with us, Jesus Christ? But look at the next verse after here. Verse 10. And he besought him that he would not send them. He moved from him to them. So Jesus said that initially it was the leading demon that came in that was talking. But in the spirit, he said, all of a sudden, he switched over. And he saw all of them pleading with Jesus not to send them away. Now, disciples did not understand because they did not hear that part. The next thing they heard that Jesus said, go. And they saw swine. Next verse. Now, there was now a mountain, a great head of swine feeding. And all the demons, now see, all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter them. When demons can have human beings to occupy, they look for animals. Yes. You know, I was explaining to a vet doctor. He's a vet doctor, number one. He's a professor, vet. He had this dog. And somebody came to visit. Somebody just gave that dog a deposit of a demon. His own dog that will call rush and like that. Some people visited him that day. And he said the dog began to misbehave. The dog wanted to attack one of them, a particular woman. A block, block, they came in. This dog, he used to control the dog with one command. Sit, he will sit. But that day, he was shocked that the dog was bent on attacking that woman. He had to block the dog, kick the dog into the cage. And it was one that this is my dog for years. I'm even, this, I control my dog with it. And when they were coming out again, the dog charged out of the gate, out of the cage towards that same woman. And this, my friend, block, 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 push them into their car, push the dog away. When the last that woman entered the car, they drove her. The dog turned and jumped on this man and started biting him. He himself knew that something happened here. If by the sign of spirit your eyes were to open, you will see that something. And he managed. Said they fought and landed in the cage. He locked the cage with blood all over him. He went to the hospital to treat himself. Came back and the dog had become gentle again. Something about that woman. Or the visitor that came. Yes. Animals that are very gentle can become one suddenly. Even they have seen dolphins that will be playing with kids, attacking the kid in the so something in my somebody can just be present and assist the animal with a spirit. So the disciples said, Go, and they saw two thousand she went. So people started asking, Why did Jesus obey? Demons. Demons were begging him that they wanted to go into the uh, swine. And they told them to go into the swine. Why? Jesus was giving. There are many reasons that book can give. But one of them is that there is a lesson to learn from everything the master. 
the master was showing you that whatever keeps evil spirits around, you must let them go. In the law of Moses, which was what they were still operating by until the death of Jesus, you understand? So as at this side, it was the law of Moses. They were told, they were forbidden to keep swine. God told them point blank that swine is an unclean animal. So these people had the swine. No wonder when the spirits were going to go, 70,000 of them, swine were also present around. And they told Jesus, this is our natural habitat. Send us to the swine. Jesus allowed because he did not only want the evil spirit to come out of the van. He wanted the unclean presence. Unclean presence to go with them. So both the spirit and the swine went into the sea. Did you get what I've just said? Yes, Hallelujah. Evil spirits or demonic spirits are very territorial. If you are what belongs to them, when a man issues authority, they will go, but they will come back. In some cases, they will not go. Hallelujah. Jesus did not bother to converse with demons in the Bible. But in one or two occasions, he just asked, when he saw the boy who had epilepsy, Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, the same story in the three places. That one, Jesus asked the father of the boy, how long has this been? Because a spirit that is called deaf and dumb spirit was what captured the boy. And I've explained that before. This is why discernment is needed. Maybe that was how the disciple could not cast out the spirit. What the boy was manifesting, it was foaming in his mouth and was wild on that epilepsy. But Jesus never said anything about epilepsy when he was driving out the spirit. He said, you deaf and dumb spirits. Probably, the principal demon occupying that guy was actually deaf and dumb spirit. But masquerading as epilepsy. So Jesus went for the salt, not for the roots, not for the fruits. He went for the root, not for the fruit. Did you get that? Hallelujah. He did not even talk about epilepsy at all. When he told deaf and dumb spirit to go, epilepsy left the boy. Many times, what would think is responsible for something is not what's responsible. Except your eyes are open that you may be able to see. This is why praying for light is important. Yes, I guarantee you one thing. In an atmosphere where there is strong worship and word, spirits can stay. Most importantly, you are enlightened to be able to know by the Spirit. You might not be able to explain what you know. If anybody is listening to me right now, I, I'm heading there, and maybe this is where we, we, we take it from. If Edmund said this about two or three times, and he said it when he was here, when Reverend John said that, he went to preach in Europe. Reverend John Digwe, he found out Reverend, he said it when he came in last time, he went to preach in Europe, and it was this hotel, and there was this headache and somebody was banging him. And in a, in a dream, it was somebody banging him on his head. And he wake up with this terrible migraine. And he began to pray in the spirit. And his attention went to something that they gave him as a gift. That was hanging on the wall. Reverend George, remember? On the wall. It was a picture of an emperor that sat on the throne. With armor in his hand. And he asked people that gave, tell me about the story of this man. And they told him that when the man was an emperor, his way of killing people was to break armor on their head, to pieces their head with armor. When they gave him that package, see, watch out for things around you. 
There is a warning in the Bible. Little children, keep yourself away from idol. It's a warning. It is true. In some cases, some people's faith can be very high. And the spirit leaves the object when it gets to them. But that's even because at times it can come back. I'm just saying that we are not given to suspecting things. But we are called to be careful. The Bible says, watch and pray. I get what I'm saying. We don't only pray, we watch. Yes. Do you know there's a cartoon that children can be exposed to? After some years, they become very rebellious and you don't know why they are rebellious. Do we watch what our kids are watching? Or we leave them alone? Jesus said the children of this world, Satan is smarter than most of church folks. It's not joking. Let's rise. Is somebody blessed? Hallelujah. Glory to God. If a Christian is having sex in the dream, you are watching or seeing something you should not be seeing, period. No demon has power over you as a Christian except to submit yourself. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed today? Hallelujah. It belongs to you. A very dear man. Interestingly, he's a powerful faith teacher. He explained it this way. Who carries your kids? You see the way you carry kids around and everybody in church wants to carry your children. Your children, actually some children are very open at it. They can let anybody carry them. The spirit of a child is very open. Innocent, loving, and open. When the spirit is open, anything can come in. And they don't have what it takes to protect themselves. God protects them. But if you as your parent, you allow anybody to carry them and carry them, sincerely speaking, many people have been damaged, have been brutally hurt, even before, what you call dead on, a, on, a, on arrival, before growing up at all. Somehow, believers are very careless about many things. Yes. You know of a person there, he's a renowned, one of the leading lawyers in the country, but he's a Christian. He said only one staff he employed and everything went down. He went to go and pray for three days. Said The Lord came down and said, what's that guy doing in your office? He got there, gave the guy six checks, six months in advance. Leave. I don't want to see you again. As soon as the guy left like this, next client that brought billions came in. He said he became scared that day. Because you are surrounded by a wall that enemy cannot penetrate. But they can make you do something that you open the door from inside yourself. That is the whole idea of temptation. And I will talk about that another day. You break the edge and then they rush in. There was no record of any sons of David hating one another until he slept with Bathsheba. Then Amon raped his sister. A spirit just entered the family and Absalom killed Amon. The same family. Solomon killed Adonijah. When you look at David's, life, David's story, at what cost? How many, how many casualties in the family? One family. All because of one mistake of the father. This is why on this earth, 
we have an adversary. We must be careful. When the Christians tell me they want to go for all this comment, this show, this comment, it's not about whether it's a sin or not. I just wonder, are you guided enough? Or you think life is just, you know, that's where many Christians live, so careless. There's no ring to you who accepts. I've gone for a Christian party and you hear the songs they are playing. And I just be like, see, it's not about, are you aware that you have an enemy? See, if you're in a war zone, do you behave anyhow? But we are in a war zone. Yes. Even in the old day, the Yoruba we say, Ogulaye. This people just think everything. There's nothing you do as anything. Just somewhere they are playing this one. You just, just start dancing. And then you see a spirit dancing for you in the dream. And you're wondering what's going on there. You don't anything goes. There's nothing. No. Please watch. This is not a church of rules and regulation. I'm just saying to you that nobody will tell you it's wrong or that. They say what is wrong is only what the Bible says is wrong. But there are many weights that you carry that can harm you. <laughs> you are wonderful. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> now, I don't want to make you laugh. You know, I love CAC pastors. Here today, crusade in a church and they, they finished service and they, they were walking. Not a big church, but walking home. And the pastor just saw Akara. Uh, Pamwell Akara. And he just bought it hot with bread. And the guest minister was looking at him. He said, Lord, open his eyes to see. He saw the woman that sold the Akara today. She was levitated up above the ground. And the Akara, when they opened, God opened the eye, it was maggots. Then the pastor remembered that every time he stopped by to buy something there, it would develop ulcer and sickness and repeated every night. But his understanding never opened. He never saw it. He never saw it. I know somebody, I know this person, that when the particular person visited their house, the child or the wife, one of the children or the wife will fall sick. Later himself, every single time, they managed to tell person carefully the person not to come again. For four years, nobody broke down there. Four years, nobody. Is that an accident? Now, some of you are looking at me. Have you been eating a cara? <laughs> Please, this is not to say, see, all the food you eat, you don't know where they are coming from. Eat freely, bless the food. We are not called to live in fear. She said, the one you are going to eat tomorrow, you don't, do you know where they are coming from? Even the raw food you have, do you know the farmer that grew them? And so you are not supposed to bother yourself about that. But I'm just saying that, just have this attitude towards life that watch and pray. That's all I'm saying. Hope you understand that. Not that we suspect everything. Ah, okay. As you are afraid that you are looking at the woman. <laughs> don't get yourself into trouble. <laughs> and then she looks big. Yeah, hey. Say, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. The art is the lot and the fullness that are done. We are not going to be in bondage to anybody. But just have this attitude that watch and pray. And when that consciousness is in you, where God needs to call you, call you back, he will call you back. He will say, don't do that. He will tell you that just stay back. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. 
Father, we ask that you bless your word. Help us to be doers and not hearers only. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.